got one question for you. I just want, can I get my one-on-one? Because I heard you beat him 7-0. Man, let's go. It's a I mean, you can ask him how that went. <laughs> Seven Talks Podcast. I'm Ray. I'm Ty. And it, we have a special guest. This is going to be our first episode. Um, as most people like to say, ladies first. So we wanted to start it off with a special young lady. Unique Thompson. All right. Starting it off, we here. Faith Academy, your high school, where you won a state championship. What, what puts you, what comes to your mind just being here, being in this gym? What comes to your mind? Um, the first thing that comes to mind anytime I come into the gates is home. Uh, this was the beginning for me. This is where everything started. This is where basketball was born, honestly. Even though my dad introduced me, this is where I grew and became the person and the woman that I am today. That's such a humble answer. That's such a humble <laughs> okay, answer. Okay, so uh, it's like Faith Academy, like that's a private school, right? Correct. Okay, so do you feel like playing and going to a private school that is a advantage? I would say so. Um, I mean, I was in public school up until seventh grade. I got to Faith Academy in eighth grade, so I was able to experience the, both, the best of both worlds. But as far as preparation for college, I think Faith Academy did a great job of preparing me. Um, when I got to Auburn, I was well prepared in the classroom, on the court, and just all over. So. I think there is an advantage, but not everybody gets the opportunity to go to private school. So I think it's also good to just make anything, anywhere that you are, the best that you can, and you'll always succeed. Okay, you say college. Speaking of college, hey, I heard you got some accolades. Well, I ain't gonna, you know, let her be humble, so I'm gonna start naming off some of the accolades. 2018 SEC All-Freshman Team, 2020 All-SEC First Team, Mm-hmm. Uh, declared for the WNBA in the spring of 2021, ninth player in Auburn program history to be drafted first since 2009. That's not it. Auburn's <laughs> all-time rebounder, 58 double-double, um, which is a program record. Yes. You also uh, got drafted second round, 19 pick in 2021 in WNBA uh, draft as well the first woman to ever be drafted out of Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that that's, you know, that's a lot of accolades for, you know, just playing basketball and you, you're very much so humble. I mean, most people see you social yeah. media, I probably see you in public. Uh, why are you so humble and you have all those accolades? I would just say um, basketball is what I do. It's not who I am. So, I, you know, when people see me in the stores or anything, most people will know I'm the female who got drafted. Some people may not even know. But, you know, when people see me, I just want them to see me as unique before they see me as only being labeled as a basketball player. But I also just feel like, too, those accolades were received from me because of the work that I put in. Right. So it was just receiving the fruits of my labor. So 
I put the work in, and I receive rewards for them. I understand, I, but as far as coming from Mobile, so we all yeah. three of us, uh, most of the audience may not know, but all three of us are for, is from Mobile, Alabama, and mm -hmm. being you know just from what we known from as far as like men wise, it's gonna be in a, being in the NFL or yeah. you know being an artist in the music industry, but. Don't you think, like, as far as with those accolades, you talking more about those accolades, you would help more young women in Mobile, Alabama that are in high school, maybe in high school, junior uh, junior high school that's mm -hmm. playing basketball to kind of proceed and continue to get there? Why, why, you know? Yeah, I think it will. Um, but I also just think, too, I just know being from Mobile, some people will look at it as a limit but I looked at it as the biggest opportunity ever because I'm not just only playing for myself or my family. But when I go to a foreign country and play and they ask me where I'm from, I say Alabama. You know, that's opening up that door of letting right. them know that it's a small town, but I've made it a big name for myself and even for my city. So coming from a small city, it just made it, it means much more to me to just be able to do that. And especially being the first female to do so. It lets all the young girls and even young guys know that the sky's the limit. Okay, okay. Well, um, going back to Auburn, <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan. And I remember this big famous tweet where um, a lady tweeted, she said, 21 points full of glam, and I can't even keep my mascara from running after 20 minutes. How did that make you feel? <laughs> I remember that. It was in the SEC tournament. We had played Vanderbilt. I want to say it was my junior year. Um, but honestly, I didn't even know about the tweet until the next morning when I woke up. Right. And so <laughs> I was just surprised, honestly, because everybody knows me for playing in my makeup. But usually it's kind of a little backlash. You know, people are always like, why are you playing in makeup? Why are you wearing it? And just to see that it was actually a positive um, tweet go viral, I was happy about it. I can't say, like, Personally, me watching you play, like, you are one of the first people I ever see play ball, like, <laughs> face made, nails did, hair always look nice. But the game is really, really evolving. How do you feel about college basketball now? Like, do you feel like it's changed a lot? I definitely think it has. Um, it started changing my senior year. COVID was actually a blessing in disguise, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, the game has changed, and I just think it's changed in a good way, too, because more women are being able to play and perceive their personalities through nails, through lashes, through lipstick. And, you know, it's just letting them just be free, be comfortable, and just express themselves in that way. Okay, okay. Speaking of being free, um, have you heard about the, the Angel Reese, um, you know, you can't see me gesture thing in the ring? Have you heard about that? <laughs> of course I have, Tyler. Okay. Um, a lot of people seem to think that that was just too much and unladylike and that shouldn't be in women's basketball. How do you feel about that? I feel like until you're placed into a situation, you can't really have that much of a say-so about it. And I didn't, personally me, I didn't think it was unladylike or anything because it fits her character. Now, if it was me on the other hand, I don't say much when I play. I just hoop. Now, if I would have came out and did that, then yes. Most people would have probably been like, why is she doing that? But Angel, that's how she carries herself. That's what she does. And she backs it up with everything that she's accomplished as well. So I feel like it fit. And they won. So, I mean, yeah, they what, <laughs> what can anybody say? It was a great game. I'm talking about a great game. It was. I want to go back to, like, the, the nails, the makeup. So with wearing that stuff, of course, mm -hmm. men don't wear it. But it, with wearing, you know, that stuff in the game, does it kind of take away from the game? Or do you... 
So when you get your nails done, I know mm-hmm. most women get their nails done every week or every two weeks. Do you have to practice in that stuff just to see how I feel before? Because I know you guys can change it up. You get the pointy kind, you get the <laughs> longer nails. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's certain things, it's certain type of nails girls get. They can be short, they can be long, because yeah. they kind of like take away from the oh, game yeah. with I the shots and stuff, you know, shooting I the mean, ball. Of course you have an on-season set and you have an off-season set. Like, these these are my off-season set. Okay. But during the season, they're a little bit shorter. Okay. But, I mean, I'm used to it. I've been doing it forever. So you get used to playing with it. It doesn't make a drastic change. Well, y'all the men. Y'all will understand. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why I had the ass. I had the ass. It doesn't Just, make a difference. Man, so, I mean. like, I see women somewhere, like, anywhere, like, in a restaurant <laughs> or something, and they nails be, like, extremely long. I be like, how do they operate with these nails? Like, yeah. how do they wipe they behind? Like, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Even with makeup, I mean, I don't go out there with just, like, a full contour, like, everything. Okay. It's just, like, Makes a little sense. skin tint. Well, you got me telling all my secrets. Well, I mean, you, know, you, can help, you might be helping, you know, a young, a young lady. It's just a little powder and everything, you know. Okay. So whenever you sweat, it ain't going to run. It ain't so going to go you, nowhere. So before your games, do you go get it done professionally by somebody or you do it yourself? No, I do my makeup myself. Okay. No, I'm just I, asking. Yeah. No, I do all of that myself. Okay. And then so. as far as I want to jump to another subject. So mm-hmm. currently you play in Russia, correct? Correct. Okay, so... With being playing in Russia and playing, because you got drafted to the WNBA mm-hmm. uh, in 2021, and you got dra- drafted by the Indiana Fever, right? Correct. Okay, so what made you make that transition? Like, you know, what's for people who don't know? Mm-hmm. Why is it more? You know, why do you choose to pe- play it in the overseas, overseas route yeah. versus the WNBA route? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so when you get drafted, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you on the team. Okay. So I got drafted to Indiana and you go through training camp, which is when you get waived, you get cuts, and then the final roster comes out. So I made it all the way into the final cut and then I got waived. And okay. so that's how I ended up going to Russia um, for my first season last year. And then I came back and I got a training camp offer to Dallas as well. So I spent um, a few weeks there, it was the same thing. I went all the way to the final cut and then I got waived again. And this was my second year in Russia. So, yeah, you, you're not guaranteed in the WNBA. So, majority of the time, women go play overseas, not just for the pay, but because it's a guaranteed contract, you're doing what you love every day and you don't have to worry about being cut or being waived or having to prove yourself day okay. in and day out. So, uh, I'm sorry. So, um, playing overseas, like I watched like, the documentary on Netflix, and like I saw like all the NBA players saying like how different the game was and how they were like losing in the Olympics because the game was so different, the rules yeah. were different, the ball is different. So how how is it? It is different. Um, it takes a lot to get used to. The ball is slick, so I mean you get there, you feel like you haven't shot before. Um, the rules of the game are different too as well. You can't just open up and dribble right away. That's a travel. And for me, that was the biggest thing. I had so many turnovers my first year over there because I'm just used to just ripping and going. But you got to put so the ball on the ground first. So you can't, like. <laughs> so so what you're saying, you, they put they pass the ball and you got to dribble the ball first? Yeah. Before you even. So I would have to take an initial dribble and then go. I can't just, like, rip through and just, you know. Oh, Be my defender. Okay, so how's the competition compared to like the WNBA? Like, how's the competition over there? 
It's tough because, I mean, honestly, you got to think about. Now, I never experienced any racism or anything like that, but you are a foreigner in their land. So, you know, they're not just going to let you come in and just dominate, even though you may be a dominant player. But it's still that way. So, you know, you got to play against the girls on the other team, which the league that I played in is very tough. Like, you would think we out there playing football half the time. <laughs> and I'd be like, dang, just getting knocked upside my head. But I feel like it's great because it makes you tougher. It makes you better. And it just, yeah, it just makes you better, honestly. Speaking of, like, you know, it being tough and you having to go through, like, the physical side of it, um, were that like, have you, like, had any injuries, any major injuries in any games? I have never had any major injuries, knock on wood. I've never had a <laughs> surgery either, knock on wood again. Um, but I've had, like, nagging injuries. I had stress fractures in both of my legs. I've had a plaque in my knee. The list could go on and on, but at the end of the day, I feel like basketball is more mental than it is physical. So just having those things, my parents always tell me, if you're going out there performing that way and it hurts, you're fine. So that's always been my mindset. Just So just knowing I can push through that, I do, and it doesn't hinder my performance. Sound sounds like you have great parents. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about your parents. My parents are great. Um, my dad, my stepfather, well, I don't consider him my stepfather because he's my father. Clinton is the one who actually got me started playing basketball. Uh, my mom, Monica, she's my best friend. So if you see me anywhere in Mobile with the shorter lady, that's my mother. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that half the time because we are besties. But they are great. They've instilled in me so much. They've been with me every step of the way. I'm sure it's just as hard as on them as it is on me having to go play that far away with the distance. But... We stick through it, so. I know you have a sibling. I think, Ray, uh, don't you know our brother? Yeah, so I originally, like, found out, just knew knew about who you were based mm-hmm. on, you know, your brother. A lot of people don't know, but I did play college ball, so I mm-hmm. played for the University of South Alabama. And then as your brother was coming in as a freshman, I think he was, like, one of the only kids in my uh, pro football program that I played for to have like two scholarships. He had a baseball scholarship and mm-hmm. also a football scholarship. Um, and then they used to talk about you as well too. Cause I think you, you just like, as far as like height and playing basketball, he used yeah. to always bring you up. So that's how, how was it like, as far as in a high, in, in the household with you guys, seeing your older brother, you know, achieve those things being, he played as a freshman. He was really good at, mm-hmm. at a d- defensive back position. How was it for you guys in the household kind of growing up together? It was always competitive. I was, it was just us two. So, you know, most of the time, I think he felt like he had a younger brother because I was the one that was outside (laughs) with him. (laughs) He would always set me up. He would hike the ball and then tackle me. I would be out there throwing the baseball with him. So I feel like that also helped me become tough because on the court, you're not just going to push me around because my brother already did this. So, yeah, it was always competitive. But my brother is a freak athlete. He was just seeing him do all the stuff that he did with little to no effort. Like, it was amazing to see and to just be a witness at. So, yeah, growing up, he played everything. He could do anything that you asked him to. He always had a ball in his hand. And he would always run through the house with a helmet on. Like, he was always doing that. So, I think that is what instilled in me to just, whenever I do because I didn't play sports until eighth grade. So, because, you know, it was always him. So when I got to the point to where I found a sport that I loved, him seeing the work that he put in, everything that he did, I knew I couldn't sell myself short. 
with my older brother that way. Somebody that looked up to man. Yeah. I was gonna act like I ain't know your brother. I'm gonna be real. I was gonna act like I ain't know who he was because I ain't want to tell the story. But I'm gonna go out here and let yeah, you know. Yeah, don't have to tell him. It's a, his story. All right, so a little bit different. I played football for weeks. All right, we played against St. Paul. This was my senior year. I never forget. Here come number seven. He cornered back on wire seat. Before we ever even snapped the ball, he said, I hope you know what that ground feel like. I'm like, what? I'm like, he's like, talking to me like this? That's Jalen. Like, yeah, bro, all right, you gonna have to show me. He like, all right, bet. Second play of the game. And it's on his highlight tape, too. Y'all go look at it. <laughs> Second play of the game. It's the third play on his highlight tape. Second oh, you play remember, huh? Yeah, I never forget. Trust me. After I tell you the story, you're gonna see why I remember. I was right, at the so, game. Second play of the game. They throw me a screen. The slot forget the play. He supposed to go block Jay. He don't block Jay. I don't think you they can block him. They throw me the screen. They throw me the screen. I catch the ball. Before you know it, I'm holding it up like a lunch. <laughs> and here come Jay. I told you, boy, you better I told you. You know what that ground feel like now? Man, I got up so mad. I'm bleeding. My lip bleeding. I'm like, man, I got to finish this game. But, like, I just could tell, like, listening to what you're saying, you know, about your brother, like, I could tell, like, I know it was tough growing up with him as your brother. I was about to say, imagine dealing with that 24-7. Like, <laughs> it don't matter what we doing, we have to compete, like, literally. And me, I'm a little girl. I wasn't always this tall, like, and he's just, he was always older, bigger, stronger, faster. So me, I'm like, no, you ain't about to punk me, even though I am your sister, but little old me. But eventually when I grew, he stopped trying me. But, okay. Yeah, I kind of figured. Like, yeah. how tall is he? He's probably six, six foot. foot. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got him. How tall is he? I'm six three. Oh yeah, you got him. But that don't mind. That don't mean nothing to him. He it he no he don't care. But so going back, yeah. I want to touch back on um, playing overseas. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like talking about pay. Is it a pay difference? What's the if? You know, what's the pay difference? Because I hear, you know, a lot in the press as far as ESPN and different yeah. things from, like, watching the shop. And they have a lot of WNBA uh, players active and retired. They come on and they talk about just how little WNBA players get paid. So yeah. is that like a – is it a huge difference between how much y'all get paid versus, you know, how much you get paid overseas currently? Yeah. Um, well, of course it is different for everybody. But, I mean, it's still the same in which the way. Like, you, ha you get a contract – and you still have to work your way up. Now, the first contract that you get, they will be more considerate than, of course, they will be here in America. But it's still the fact you have to go there, you have to perform. Because even if your contract does say, like, maybe you have a no-cut clause or anything, but still being over there, you got to realize they are paying you to come play and perform right. for their country. So at any point, they could just be like, you're not upholding your standard. But it still is better in a way to which you know that your money is guaranteed um, and that they're paying you. So... The money is great, um, but it's also, too, in a way, <laughs> you could get complacent if you wanted to. Right. So you could go there and play one year and be fine, or you could go there and play one year and spend all your bread your first year and make a rookie mistake and then have to go back again. But overall, it's great because you get to experience a new country as well. Okay, so, so you played in Australia too, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so my question is, before I go anywhere, I want to know what the food like <laughs> everywhere. So I, when you're out of country, like, what you eat? Um, well, I like to cook, so I'm usually cooking for myself, but sometimes on away games, they will sit something in front of you and you're like, what is this? I don't eat this. 
and you could order something. But they also have fast food restaurants there as well. So McDonald's is better in foreign countries. They got McDonald's in Russia. Oh, man, they had one in Australia too. The ice cream machine never broke for one. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's how the ice cream comes. Hey, McDonald's, I get that. No matter what time you call. You call anytime after 6 o'clock. You ain't finna get no ice cream. Nah, you can go at midnight anytime and the ice cream machine is working. But the food is literally. I mean, it's not that different. The stuff that you see on TV, you're not gonna really experience that like when you go there. So they have normal food and then they have their traditional food. They eat very healthy, so. Did you like eat their food more or did you cook? I would say I cooks more. I enjoy cooking. That's a form of therapy for me. Like that's just peace. I enjoy the whole preparation meal wise. And so I enjoy cooking. So I cook most of the time. I want to bring it back to Russia. Um, and it's like, it may be a little touchy for like most people that's watching. I want to bring it back to like Russia. So on February the 17th in 2022, mm-hmm. there was an arrest that happened with Brittany Griner. Can you, can you kind of, did you play against her in Russia? Did you know about it? How'd you feel about that situation and what happened? Yeah, um, I did play against her actually. Um, I watched that game. <laughs> so, that day, I still remember as well because I had practice and I was still in Russia at the time. And so I walk in the locker room. All of my teammates are there. But as soon as I walk in, you could hear a pin drop. And so I'm just like, did something happen? What's going on? And one of the girls who's my translator, she came to me and the only thing that she said was Brittany. And I was like, wow. what about her? And of course, at that time, you know, Brittany Griner is the only person there. That's the only name that would register whenever she said that. So it still took her a second. So I'm just like, what happened? And so that's when they said she got arrested. Um, they didn't tell me more details. They just told me that she got arrested. And the first thing I did was call my agent. And then I called my parents because I wanted to know more. Yeah. I wanted to know if I would say what happened. And I still didn't find out more. But the general manager and my coach and all of them, they told me that I was safe. But it was still just a rocky situation because a lot was going on. The war had started. um, And everything around there was getting shut down because of the sanctions. And so at that point, I knew I had to get home because I don't know what's going on. I don't know, you know. And which it was just sad because we go over there because it's harder to play basketball in America. Then you go there doing what you love. (laughs) And something like that happened. So it was just like, how do you take that? And then what can I do, being an American there, for her or anything, you know? They don't really let you do much either. So it was tough, honestly. Okay, so after that, like, Mm -hmm. I understand that you re-signed the contract in Russia. Like, what gave you the confidence to, you know, go back even, you know, after that happened? She was actually still there, you know, Mm -hmm. away. So what gave you the confidence to... Come back and play. Yeah, I would have been scared. <laughs> I would have been so scared. I I the Russians a little bit different. Well, I was actually blessed. So my rookie year, I signed a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a one-year deal. So whenever they said that the war was ceased and that they would have a season, it was kind of hard for me to say I can't come because I had already put pen to paper before right. anything had happened. But I would just say the biggest thing for me being able to go there was my faith. Wow. Um, my parents raised me, my mother raised me in church, and I know God for myself, so he gave me the ability to play basketball, 
he wouldn't put me in harm's way. And even if he would, he would get me out of it. So I knew going there that I would just do what I love. Okay, so like um, with you going back, like were there like any differences in like in the league? Like did they change anything with that, with Russia competing other places? Yeah, so they can't play in EuroLeague right now. Um, so which means like, so my rookie year, we went and played in Poland, for example, to qualify for EuroLeague. But right now, they can't do that. We only play in the Russian Super League, so we only can play and fly around Russia, which Russia is big enough to do so. So we just play and fly around there for right now until things change. I want to talk about, because a lot of people is going to ask, because we can always talk about like the accolades and different things that people achieved and you know your highs. But a lot of people, you know, most people in the world, they tr they're trying to get to. Most young ladies trying to get to where you are. Um, as far as like adversities, um, any injuries, you know, different things like that that you went through mm -hmm. on your way up to Auburn, not, and then you know making it and being able to get drafted. Did you go through those yeah. things throughout your career? Yeah, even in high school, that's when I first got my stress fractures. I got a stress fracture in my right leg. When that healed after those eight weeks, I tried to play and got a stretch fracture on my left leg. <laughs> so I went from one boot to the next. Um, that was one part. And those injuries followed me to college, along with other little nagging injuries. But adversity, I would just say, just having to go out and compete, honestly, every single game. Even, you know, knowing what you are, who you are. It's not just you knowing that. Everybody else knows it in the conference as well. So just having to play every single game, showing up, you can't have a bad game. Right. You have to be on every single night for your team and everything else. So that could take a toll on you mentally. Um, so I had to battle through that. And then my sophomore year, my mother, she got diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was literally one of the toughest things for me as well because we were literally leaving to go play Mississippi State for a conference game whenever she called and told me before I got on the plane to head there. So just having to go through that because like I said, my mom, she's my best friend. She's my little everything. So, and that also put a fire under me that I had to, I had to do something with basketball. Like this had to be it for me. This had to be everything. Cause my mom, she works day in, day out. She's a teacher at Burroughs, but to her teacher, she's not just like a regular teacher. Like <laughs> she does the most for them kids. And I'm just like, dang, I'm the youngest. It ended with me, not me. But she go above and beyond and like, Everybody say they want to retire their parents, but I have to. I literally have to. So that's what just pushed me. Um, but honestly, I don't have a big, like, sob story about adversity because I've been blessed. I mean, God has, <laughs> God has favored me throughout my career. So I can't sit here and just, you know, say everything. But the most that I can tell athletes who are is it's a grind day in and day out. You got to show up every day. You signing a contract with yourself. And, you know, if you don't have your family to do it for, you got to do it for yourself. So just grind day in and day out. So that's the recipe. <laughs> make it out of Mobile. That's the recipe. <laughs> Not just make it out of Mobile. You got to stay out of Mobile. Okay. <laughs> and when you say stay out of Mobile, what you mean? I'm just saying, like, no, I come up. Let me explain to you, to you what I'm saying, though. No, let me explain. Let me explain. Because a lot of people say you people make it and don't come back. And yeah. that's a problem for people that's here. So what do you mean by make it and stay out of it? So my parents, the reason why I went to play in Australia last year was because my season in Russia is from roughly September 
to April, the beginning of May, if you make playoffs. So you got to think about it. that's a big gap. And of course you're gonna train, you gonna you know enjoy yourself. But I feel like Mobile as a whole, if you come here and you stay too long after you've been gone, you could come back and get complacent. You could come back and get comfortable because it's home, right. you know. And you wake up, you're doing the same stuff every day. But just being able to get out of Mobile and stay, you don't want to come back here because I mean, of course you're coming back to your family. I'm coming back to my right. family, but still, your family can come to where you are. And so I think just being able to just come home, I'm, I come home thinking I'm bringing my people with me, not overseas, but to anywhere that I go, anywhere that I end up. But you just got to have a mentality that I'm doing something, I've done it, and I can't let that go when I come back home. I think that's the biggest thing, and I think we kind of butt heads, me and Ty, because I try to tell him. Like, for me, I'm good. I, I can always like to like leave because I yeah. currently live in Arizona, so... I always come back and stuff because my kids are here, but I always mm-hmm. try to tell him. And we kind of butt heads and stuff as far as that because it's kind of like I always say when you, you when you grow up somewhere, it's yeah. always best to kind of move and leave because it, it, it teaches you a lot. You meet more people. Yeah. But, I mean, how Top sees it, he said you can still do the same things. But I don't know. I'm kind of, like he said, he's on the fence on it, but I'm kind of on the fence of, like, in order for you to build because – the people that you grew up with, I feel like they have a certain mindset, especially where we from, mm-hmm. and it only it has a cap. Yeah. And when you're trying to, when you see something that you like doing, or you you want to do more, you don't have those people. It's kind of like you here and they're here because yeah. they capped out. But like I gotta tell Ty's, like I feel like you know, in order to for you to grow as a person and you know even to help your your people that stay in your hometown mm-hmm. when you come back and visit to understand certain things. You have to move. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, I feel like where I was going with that, like, for instance, you're the first woman to ever be drafted out of Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And me being a kid, like, I would always see big achievements and people doing things in other states and other places. And, like, it was so far out of reach because it was no one where I was from that was doing these things. So I do feel that it's important for us to, you know, come back and show the other people here, the younger generation, that it's reachable. You can do this. You can make this happen. You know, I feel like that's important. That's what I mean when I say come back. Yeah. So when you, when I say come back, like when you come back, I believe, don't you do camps when you come back? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. See, that's important, you know, to let the kids know, like, it's possible. But that's also a temporary hold, though. For sure. So me being here, I'm not coming here to stay because, like Ray said, people that you grow up with, they have a certain mindset. And I just feel like, for me, my opinion-wise, me coming here, you know, and being with those people, mm-hmm. they could perceive things differently, and they could also make you question you because things don't go the same way for everybody. So if I was to come here, you know, and somebody else was doing the same thing I did and it didn't work out for them, I could look at, like, well, why did it work out for me? Mm-hmm. You know, well, what am I supposed to do next that it worked out for me but it didn't work out for them? But that could go for anywhere. But I just feel like growing up in Mobile and being from here, and seeing that it's only a select few that do things, being that select few, you got to continue to stand out. You can't be, I can't come home and be, oh, she was the one who got drafted, but she back here with me. (laughs) I don't want to be that. I want to be the one she got drafted. She's back here. She's making a difference, but she's leaving again, you know? And so that's letting the kids know that it's more to just Mobile. It's more to just Pensacola and Gulf Shore and everything. Like, it's a whole world. (laughs) 
<laughs> but for real, like it's it's crazy because and it's also kind of sad because most kids don't know. You know, most and most adults don't even know that it's more to just they don't make it past me. Like that. Yeah. East of west of New Orleans yeah. and east of uh, Pensacola and north of Atlanta. And they probably ain't even been to Atlanta, I so I told them. Yeah. Did you miss the parade while you were gone? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. See, a lot of people don't know, like, Mobile, the home of <laughs> I mean, that's when FaceTime come in. So my parents, my mom would FaceTime me and stuff like that. But I mean, of course it's not the same, but it's still just like, okay, the parade, that's going on for a week. Yeah, you know, what I'm supposed to do after that? <laughs> but I haven't been to a parade since, I don't even know, since maybe what? eighth grade. Because I, oh, I haven't. Man. I haven't. I went to Faith Academy. Okay. We ain't get that week. Okay, and then right, I was off right. to college, right, you know. Right. And as soon as I left college, I was gone. I've been on go for the past two years. So I'm finally just sitting down, but <laughs> yeah. I ain't missed it yet. I've been getting hit <laughs> My granny saved me a bag of beads just from that. So I mean you gotta think about, you know. But it's still just like, you know, like we said, it's people that only look past those certain perimeters. Right. And I can understand why, because it's scary. Like me getting on that plane to go to Russia, I'm not going to say I was happy. I was, you know, strong in front of my parents. But I cried. I questioned myself, like, what am I doing? Why am I going? Even when I was there, it was just like, do I really want to do this? Am I really supposed to be here? You know, you get those questions, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. All right, Tina Thompson. Stewie, Brianna Stewart. Okay. Tamika Catchings. Okay. Asia Wilson. Okay. That's new. Um, number five. Who would be number five? Kelsey Mitchell. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. That's... You didn't say no male player. <laughs> Don't y'all talk about the men enough? Oh my goodness. Y'all said See, ladies first, so yeah. the top five are exactly. women. Women are undefeated. Like but that it. makes sense, and I ask you that question just because, like, if I guess it's like a respect thing with WNB yeah. players, they want to show respect. But it's good <clears throat> that you name all women because if you would ask like a younger, a younger athlete, a, a female athlete, they probably wouldn't be able to name. They're gonna yeah. name Michael Jordan. They're gonna <laughs> name all these people. LeBron and but Steph. Exactly. Yeah. But that's good that you name those people like that. So going into that, who do you go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. Who do you feel like is the goat? That's what I want to know. That's tough. Cause I hear a whole lot of LeBron. I hear a whole lot of LeBron King, uh, top Jordan. So, you so male wise, who do you think is that's the goat? Yeah. Like, if you if you had to put the the your person as the goat, cause I, I me personally, I'm an Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant fan. I ain't I don't like LeBron and I do not like Jordan either. So, who would you say that your your person? I would say Kobe. Kobe. Okay. okay. See, so if you would have said anything else, I would have had hit you with the chip. Man, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so going into it. So I know when we talked about adversity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and this is part of like the seven key points. What is like? It can be a quote or it can be like a scripture. What is something that you always maybe live by and you kind of continue to use 
to your day-to-day routine or it might be something that you read when you're down to kind of get you up or uplift you something like a quote it can be a quote or a scripture what is that uh psalms 46 5 god is within her she will not fail okay that's a that's a good that's a good scripture that's a real good scripture and I think the one that we we using for like just the podcast, it may not be, you know, me and mm-hmm. his favorite or my favorite. It's just the podcast favorite. And it's, uh, it's going to be Proverbs 24 and 16. And what that is, is just like importantly, well, I'm just going to name, I'm going to give you the Bible version of it. So people, you know, because how people say, oh, that ain't what it means. That's, mean. That's I'm going to give you the correct <laughs> version of it. But it is, it's importantly the righteous man or woman may fall as many as seven times but they get back up again so that's that's the one that we using for the podcast so kicking off because i see you're you're a little stylish yeah you know got a little style you kind of outdid me with the accessories and stuff like that and then we want to kind of you know a little segment a fashionable segment on Mm -hmm. the podcast as well too uh who's your favorite brand well let's let's start off what's your favorite artist and it you know Somebody that you listen to? Jasmine Sullivan. Before the games? Before the games. I listen to 90s R&B. Slow jams. I can't have R&B no... I can't listen to no young boy, no none of that. I'm be going out there throwing the ball over the goal. So you mean tell me you do all these aggressive <laughs> stuff, getting all these rebounds and you play over four. the goal, so you out there forever, my lady. <laughs> like that. Like, they don't even go together. Like, what we listen to. I want to talk. Sung, like she sang the. Uh, I ain't, I'm not scared. That's yeah. Like, I'm not scared. And I bust the window out your car. What? Oh, that might be the one. That might be the one. That's different. I thought I like well, that. me when I played in college, it was more so like high tempo music. But I yeah. guess that's. But they say LeBron listens to like he reads and listens to uh, yeah. like slow jazz and stuff like that. But I don't know. I ain't a LeBron fan, I was so they don't sit with me. I was me. on that Webby. I was on Wayne. I'm on that Cap. Hey, nonstop. You doing all that? And you let my brother lay you out? Man, hey man. Cap was rapping. Be like that sometimes. Cap was rapping then. It wouldn't happen. Oh, okay, okay. And then it's fine. So you listen to Jasmine Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Before you play, I just can't. It don't sit well with me. Like me either, bro. I ain't how could you? Listen, up. I gotta. Let me show you my playlist. I listen to before the game. I'm gonna let you read this off to the people. Yeah, it I got It might help some young young athletes yeah, out to so listen to some y'all slow need music. to listen y'all to. to some nineties. You can scroll. That's what we listen to she before we go out there. Joe, bro, I don't want to hear this. Tevin Campbell, you need to listen. Usher. Drew Hill, Tyrese, Cisco, Please Monica. Please tell me what song by Cisco you got on your phone. Can you read that out loud to me? What, that, what song you think it is? Nah, it's a. Uh, let me see. Let me see. That's let me the see. Nah, it ain't. Got. It's incomplete. I don't even know that one. Incomplete. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you know something. How can you play basketball? <laughs> Yeah, it, that's an interesting playlist. You got a lot playlist. of love songs. Like, are you in love? Like, what? what's up with that? Are you dating anyone? <laughs> I am dating. I am in love. Okay. But I like slow jams. I'm a, I'm a romantic. Okay. I like that stuff. I like that. Okay. So it's good. So fashion-wise, because going back to the fashion side mm-hmm. of things, what's your, what's your top brands? That you would say they'll go to. It can be for purses. It can be for sneakers. It can be for you know. Oh, I like to shop. 
Okay. Unfortunately, we might need to edit this out for my parents because they <laughs> they look tough. Oh, uh, y'all gonna get it uncut straight. <laughs> Zara, um, I love name brands as well. I love Good Purses, Telfar, um, Gucci, Louis, all of those things. Chanel. She bought the shoes. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. But yeah, and honestly too, I don't really, I don't have to have name brand stuff as long as I feel like as long as what you wear and how you wear it is fine. So, you know, the websites like Shein, I guess that's how you pronounce Shein. it. Yeah, yeah, that, I love that too. So, I mean, fashion over all of those things, that go with me I too. I ain't a big fashion over fan, but you know, teach is on. You find a little bit of stuff, just mm-hmm. basics. Now I know, you know, Yeah. none of the crazy stuff, just the everyday wear. Well, speaking of brands, we hope we can make <laughs> Another brand, you know, be a big brand on your list. Mm-hmm. All right. You know me and Ray, we got our own clothing line. Tyler yes. Moore. That's our clothing line. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we partnered with Guest List on this. So shout out to Guest List. Yeah, shout out to so Guest List. Wait, can this I open was it? Like a, oh, yeah, yeah give it to her. Let Thank her do you. Because sure. I see me. You see you. Yeah. That's you. You see <laughs> This is how I look every day in the games as well. <laughs> This is unique, literally. Oh, wow. oh this is cute. Yeah, yeah so we oh, partnered with uh, Guest List. Guest List like a, a huge, big, 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 big store. They got this? kids, Guest yeah, List, and then they got the, uh, get the regular <laughs> Guest List where they have pretty much shoes. They got all type of brands and stuff, man. Appreciate you, Ryan, for that. We're gonna, Thank uh, you, Ryan. You said gonna, Ryan? We're going to yeah. continue Thank to collab you, with Guest List for which each, oh, this which is each cute. guest and stuff, so yeah. So on the back, what's on the back? And then oh, on the back is all the accolades on there. Then it has our uh, logo, TR7, on there. So, yep, yep, yep. Oh. All right, and on this part of the show, you know, we're going to do like, uh, you know, I'm big in the fashion, <laughs> you know, I'm the stylist, so we're going to do mm-hmm. a V check. We're going to start with you, Ray. What you wearing today, man? Well, you know, the G Fazos. Okay. Then I got the Chrome Heart, Chrome Heart Levi collab. Uh, with uh, I think this was a collab with Young Thug. It has the sex jeans on here, um, and then the Chrome Heart T-shirt. So that's pretty much it. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? What you got on? This matching set is from Zara. Okay. Shout my out shoes Zara. are Gucci. Um, my accessories are JBW and Pandora, K Spade, and all my rings are from Pandora as well. Hey, yeah. She need a Pandora, nice Pandora, Pandora, Pandora sponsorship. I style myself. Oh yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. you. Job. Me, I ain't come too hard today. I got on the Alexander McQueen. I got on some uh, Tulum pants. I got on a rude jacket. Just something simple. Man. You had to wear those to give you a couple inches. You know it. <laughs> six two, six two today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the, your jeans, Tulum. So Tulum is, is actually a, a what company from Mobile, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a company from Mobile. From our hometown. Yeah, so. Shout out Tulum, man. They doing real big, big yeah. things, big things. They, oh, yeah, my number one thing I like about them, I just want to say, man, y'all doing a great job. Like, they be doing, like, the giveaways for Christmas and stuff like that. Man, I really, really look up to y'all, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Y'all put out some good stuff. Thanks. And then, so the next next segment we got is just going to be questions, probably like three or four questions that the audience pretty much asks you. Uh, the first one is going to be, what what is it like playing overseas? So I guess they're asking, like, you know, you already probably you already like hit the food and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. what is it like living wise 
over there. So I know you say you had a translator. What is yeah. it like? Um, I do have a translator, but most of, I like doing things for myself. I like exploring and figuring those things out. So I use the translator app on my phone as well. But I get my own apartment. I get my own driver. Um, so but, you got a driver. <laughs> like, get out, open the door for your driver. <laughs> what kind of what kind of car is that? It's a little, it was a little Ford, I want to say it was. Uh, they got Fords up there. You know what? They actually be having, like, charges and stuff. And I'd be so surprised because they wow. actually be nice. I didn't see G-Wagons and all that kind of stuff as well. Okay, is the stand well on the other side of the car? No, it's, it's normal. On the, on the Australia side. was on the other side, and that was crazy to have to drive because I drove oh, there. Oh, you drove yeah, there? Yeah, I did. I had a car oh. in Australia. So, like, so that took some getting used to. Do the cars, like, come on the opposite side? Like, are they, <laughs> or is, is it opposite or is it the same way? No, it's like our passenger side is their driver's side. Oh, no. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. In the, the drive, like, the there, steering right wheel there. was always, like, to know you're on the right side, the steering wheel was in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's a little different. That's but it's still, like, going around the roundabouts, I was on the wrong side plenty of times. Did you have any friends or something over there when you was out overseas? In Australia? Yeah, like... Yeah, my teammates, of course. Okay. But in Australia, it was easier to meet people as well because, of course, they speak English. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was easier to go out and, like, meet people and talk to them. In Russia, it's only... A, you might get a handful of people who speak English. But they're more so just curious as to what you're doing, like, why are you there. But the city that I played in this past season was very small, so everybody would know me from playing in Odessa, which is the name of my team. Okay, okay. How are the coaches? Crazy. Is it like the U.S.? <laughs> like, do they yeah. understand basketball I mean, like we do? Or is- yeah, but of course, being that it's different there, you know, you would look at some things that they would draw on the board, and it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I? You know, but and then they would just tell you, you know, go set the screen or you're about to get the ball. Just stay here, you know, but they spoke English well enough, but they're the same way. They compete. They want right. to win. So they get the best out of you. And then I think the next question is going to be, um, do you have plans on playing in the WNBA again? Eventually, yes. I probably will before I retire. Okay. And then... Who introduced you to basketball? I know you hit on it a little bit earlier, but this is one of the questions from the audience. They, mm-hmm. they asked who introduced you to basketball. My father, Clinton, introduced me to basketball. He was the one who was always outside with me, even on the days where I did not want to play basketball. I just wanted to lay in the bed or watch YouTube tutorials on makeup, anything. Uh, but he always got me out there, in which I'm grateful for today because it's the reason. he's the reason why I wear 52 because oh, I made it. That's why that was the next question. Why do you want so, to So, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, most people know me as 20. My jersey is retired as 20. But when I made it to the professional level, I felt like I should change it to 52 because he was the reason why I even made it that far. He pushed me there. So that was my thank you to him because I can't give him everything he's given me. But I could just so show my he, appreciation so he, that was way. Because the next question is, why do you wear 52? So was he number 52 or something? Yeah, he was 52 when he played football okay. at Theodore. Oh, okay. Okay, so nice. that was his number. So that's me giving him his flowers. Okay. okay. So we're going to wrap it up. But before we wrap it up, it's gonna, we're going to give you seven words. And you just got to tell us what that mean to you. Or are those seven words kind of how it resonate with, with you in your life. So the first word is going to be trust. Oh, trust is everything to me. Um, I don't have many friends. My circle isn't really that big. So me giving you my trust and me allowing myself to trust you 
is something that's very valuable because anybody could take advantage of that. Anybody could take that for granted. But I feel like trust is the key to any relationship that you build, platonic, romantic, family, mm-hmm. anything. Sure. So humble or humbleness. Well, I don't like the word, <laughs> but I mean, to me, hum, I, I, I don't. <laughs> It's, it's just well everybody give me a hard time about me being too humble right y'all the most but i i you know humbleness is just everything to me well i don't really talk much so i guess people use that as humbleness so i feel like you know but there's also a difference between being humble being cocky and arrogant as well right. so you could still talk yourself and be confident without being arrogant but i just think humbleness is how you carry yourself you let your work talk for you Okay. Well, I talk for you. If you don't want to brag, <laughs> I brag for you. And it's appreciated. The next word is love. Love is also everything. Um, I'm a Christian. My faith, I believe in Christ, and that's one of the things that the Bible says that you're supposed to do everything with love. So, love is something that I look for in literally anything, any gesture, any words, you know. And something that I live by as well, I always want anybody that I encounter, even if I'm just standing next to you in line and you haven't felt anything, I want my aura to be love. What's your sign? Your zodiac sign? You believe in that? I do. Why? I'm going to be real with you because it's like, I not fully, but so when I move to the West Coast, Mm -hmm. they're more like, you know, herbal spiritual yeah. you know those type of people and they be on that type of stuff and i started to do like some little you know self-reflecting on it and then <laughs> i kind of put my it's like a little app i don't want to shout them out because they ain't paying us but <laughs> i put my app on there get your money yeah. <laughs> we just shout out pandora everything we need yeah we i ain't, gonna get some I ain't shouting them out because they ain't paying me but uh so you put your birthday in there, and then you put the time that you was born, and it populates, you know, with your zodiac sign, your mm-hmm. rising, and your your moon. I think it is. See, that's and I start looking at it, and I'm just like, the stuff is telling me every single day. I'm like, nah, they got to be looking at my text messages or something. <laughs> but I, I believe be. in it because, like, like certain relationships that I had mm-hmm. were, were females in my past, and I looked at their zodiac sign, and they told me they was not a match for you. And it kind of told me that that's why I started believing. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I don't too much believe in it because, like, our sign, they try to say we counsel, so they try to say we saw. I heard the worst about y'all. Emotional. Like, we emotional. I, I ain't with all I, that. I you think, think you so? a little bit. You the side that they talking about. That side is you. Man, but, he uh, the bad nah. He the bad counselor. I know mine though. I'm a Leo. Okay. So I don't know too much. But about I don't Leo. know. What, what, you when your birthday? Leo. Look, you see, just saying she a when, Leo. When is she your birthday? Leo, like, July twenty seventh. Twenty seven. Oh, so that's like right after, right after. Yeah, that's yeah. after y'all. Yeah. yeah, she part of the seven crew. Yeah, she she a seven. What's, what's what's with the lion? What was that supposed to mean? How I give you Leo? I'm saying you, you know, the way you carry yourself. All right. So the next the next word is unique, and not your name, but the word unique. What is what is that? How does that kind of? To be unique, well, you can't be unique because that's me. But (laughs) no, the word definition, I'm just playing. The word definition is to be different, you know, to always put your best foot forward and to just stand out no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are. So I just look at that anytime I see the word unique, anytime somebody use that, it's always in reference to being different. Okay. So the next word is faith. Faith is where we are. 
faith is. Not the school, but the word. Faith, um, faith is what I have and what I use being a athlete that plays overseas, being an athlete in general, because there are times where you have a bad game, you have a bad practice, you get in a slump or just anything, honestly, but faith is just me believing and knowing that I'm here for a purpose. God has placed me where I am for a reason and just let him use me as he see fit. Okay. And the next word is God. You talk about God a lot. So how does, how does that kind of, you know, help you out in life and what does that what God the word Child, God to you if it wasn't for God I wouldn't be here sitting with y'all man I don't say that just being you know the cliche everything right. but literally like playing overseas the mental aspect of it just you know having to show up being over there by yourself coming home to an empty apartment you know right. just everything and just this season that I had because like I said I was drained and so just having to push through knowing like I only have a few more months or just anything. But just looking back over everything that I've accomplished, everything that I've done, I don't know how I did it. I can't give you a recipe or tell you what I did, but God did it. He's literally carried me this whole time. He did. DJ Khaled did his thing when he said that. But seriously. He did, but yeah, without God, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am. Okay. And then the last word is confidence. Since you, you know, you ain't cocky, (laughs) what does confidence mean to you? Yeah. Confidence is walking into a room and knowing that it's yours, even if it's your first time entering that room, uh, walking anywhere and knowing that you own literally all of it, no matter what. So not hiding in your shell. I don't have to say anything. That's that Leo. That's that Leo. That's not no Leo. Leo. No, because. First first time on the podcast, she walking in the room. She she popping up. Because I don't have to say nothing. Everybody always be like, oh, you got to say this. But I don't have to talk for you to know I'm in the room with you. Okay. You going up. So that's the confidence. Yeah. Okay. So what one thing you you can give like to a young athlete. It don't have to be female athlete. It can be all athlete. What's one thing that you can give them? Well, leaving this podcast, one thing they can, they learned a lot about you, but one thing mm-hmm. that they, they, you can give them as, as far as advice. Cause I mean, we play football. I play collegiate football and stuff, but you made it further. You went, you played high school ball. You went to college, got drafted and you still playing professionally. What yeah. is one thing that you can give the audience? And this don't have to be geared to just women it can be geared to you know males as well too yeah um well this is for anybody on or off the court I would just say and I will leave you with even if you think you've given everything you still have more to give so don't sell yourself short there's never a stopping stone no matter what just always give more and I have one question for you I just want can I get my one-on-one Cause I heard you be seven man, zero. I mean, you can ask him how that went. <laughs> you can ask him how that went, and then you know you might change your mind. But if you want to, yeah. Seven zero. Seven. It's talk, okay. Seven zero. That's my number, so I let her win. Nah. Seven zero. Nah. Seven talk seven zero. That's crazy. And it's we okay. Did my stomach growl? Did y'all hit my stomach growl?